1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. American 1997, okay, thank you. Were they up to your left side or right side? Off the left side, uh, maybe uh, 300, uh, 300 yards or so, about our altitude. And the that world, jet was flying. The world shook in horror at that news. A jet pack had been seen right up next to a flying airline. Some lunatic was flying around LAX, possibly a in, hero we don't know. Inter or a superhero. He was uh, <laughs> flying around intermingling with uh, passenger airliners. Dangerous for everyone. I want you to picture a guy in camo. Camouflage uh, jumpsuit, top to bottom. And they never found the guy, right? They nope. never, they never no, figured indeed. out who it was. And there was some speculation sightings too. on some radio shows that, you know, how do you know it wasn't the Chinese or the Russians or terrorists or whoever? Right. I want you to picture a guy in a camo suit, gloves, helmet, face shield, etc. Hard to see because of the camo, but I'm trying. <laughs> Holding the jet, jet to, the controllers for a jet pack, and then like weird wing-like things sprouting from his side. I want you to picture that. I think I would poo myself if I actually ever like pressed the buttons on a jet pack and shot up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, picture that being not a guy with a jet pack, but a drone designed to look exactly like a guy with a jetpack. That's what they're thinking it is. It's a drone. The uh, They came across a video of this remote-controlled jetpack guy. Uh, it's a drone you can buy, apparently, um, that looks like a dude, but it's not. It's just a drone. Well, there, and, and they shouldn't be flying it around You know, the flight paths of, of jets coming in and out of LAX, obviously. You can buy that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see, ah, so you see the picture of it? I did, but yeah. I didn't know it was something you could buy. Well, then how did it take so long to figure out this mystery? I don't know. Hey, I saw that on people. Amazon the other day. Looked just like that. Oh, you did? Okay, never mind. I'm surprised, you know, like, any time in the first several years after 9-11, this would have been an earth-shattering story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You know, we'll have the link to the article because the, there are a lot of visuals and it goes in and out of security practices for the FBA, FAA and the FBI and, um, et cetera. It's not clear when the video was shot. Its provenance is unconfirmed, but if it's legit, that's what happened. We were at the park so. the other day, um, skateboarding, riding bikes, stuff like that. And there were a couple of older dudes that they were like mid thirties, maybe forties. Um, that had the most sensational drone I've ever seen. Mm. It was one of those expensive ones. Like, they have one at Best Buy right now. It's almost $2,000. It was incredible, this drone. It was pretty dang big. Wow. What it could do. And they were watching a screen. I assume they had great camera quality flying over, you know. Oh, yeah. The the camera quality is amazing. I'm surprised nothing um, bad has come out of a drone story yet, that nobody's used it in such a way that it got a whole bunch of attention. You know, a bomb, a break-in, a I've, something. I've seen it used for... Somebody was using it to drop stuff into prison yards. Yeah. was one oh, of the yeah. first things I saw. <laughs> yeah, cell phones into prison yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's no good. But I, I I feel like the drone thing... I talk, I talk to my kids about this. That the drone thing is not caught on the way I thought it would. I would have thought when the technology first hit, this was going to change everything and explode and this and that. But it seems like there's a lot of... You get it, you fly it a couple of times, and that was cool, and that's kind of it. Take some super cool video footage of your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It's become really useful in real estate, I know. I was talking to a real estate buddy of mine the other day about this, and actually a filmmaker friend of mine who who does occasionally 
drone stuff for hire. I get that, but just in for the general person having a drone, it seems to me, just from observation of people I know who have them, you get it, it's cool, you do it a couple of times, and that's about it. The, yeah. the pricing for consumer-level stuff, like what you can realistically buy for not too much money, can't do all that much other than be a, a helicopter shot. Well, what are you going to do anyway, other than spy on your hot neighbor or drop a grenade into the backyard of your enemy? <laughs> but but even those, like the, the, the weight capacity of these things, like you can't really send it up with like water balloons and try to drop it. Like they That'd just aren't awesome. built for that yet. Um, right, yeah. right. Unless you spend two gur, yeah. and then what are you doing spending two grand? I'm throwing water balloons in there. <laughs> and if you are doing that, my DMs are open. Let me know where you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Show us the footage. Um, We've had a number of drones. And well, you get some idiot, we'll drop it from 5,000 feet and kill somebody. <laughs> it's amazing how cheap some of these are. I mean, they're really cheap. And they fly. And I, I would have been just amazed as a kid to have been able to have this sort of a toy. But um, we've had a couple for the kids, and they're, they're kind of cool for a while, and they... They had, they had, uh, they each got one that they were super fast drones and Sam took us out in the yard. You set it down, you hit the switch and it just, pew, it was gone. Mm. I don't even know where it went. Okay. <laughs> let's be more careful. Never with to Henry's. be seen again. Never to be seen again. <laughs> let's be more careful with Henry's. We'll set it down, hit the lever, <laughs> and it was gone. Those two each yeah. lasted a total of six seconds. Wow. Between the two of them and wow. never saw them again. <laughs> That's awesome. That's terrible. <laughs> Oh, that was money down the drain. <laughs> so, on to something important. Um, a lot of talk yesterday about unity. I believe that was the theme of the uh, uh, inauguration yesterday. That's what I'm told. American unity, or something. Um, which is all very, very exciting. And uh, Jonah Goldberg, who we're uh, fans of around here, uh, wrote and talked about how that's a little misleading uh, and not really the answer to our problems. This is a little long, but I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting. And so much of the reason why our politics are so crappy, so much of the reason why the Supreme Court nomination fights are so crappy is because government from both the left and the right seeks to impose a level of unity across the country, a level of buy-in to public policies that we should actually have vigorous debates and disagreement about in this country. And um, look, again, I said at the top, I think the speech worked. But if you read it as like an actual document of American history and philosophy treated as serious rhetoric, there is a serious tension between the two claims that he's making. And you can even take white supremacy. I take a backseat to no one in being against white supremacy if you define it the way I do. You know, but if you define it the way every third guest on MSNBC defines white supremacy, <laughs> we're going to have to have a friggin' argument about it. And that's what democracy is about, is about arguments. It's about disagreement, not about forced conformity and unity. And the more you seek that kind of force conformity and unity, the more you make people think our politics are zero sum, that we must get power and have our way because the other side doesn't want to listen to our objections and they want to give abortifacients to nuns or whatever it is. And I think that that approach, which may not be in Joe Biden's head, but is definitely in the speechwriter's head and surely in large swaths of the rank and file of the Democratic Party will make things worse if they actually act on it. It's pretty interesting. I think that's a great point. Absolutely fabulous point. I'm reminded that the, uh, the I believe it's the second person in power in each party in Congress is called the whip. And they're called that for good reason. It's not an acronym. The idea is they whip their members into agreeing with the leadership and voting the way they're supposed to. There was so little unity among the founding fathers. 
Right. Several Constant of, arguments. Several of our most famous founding fathers and their faces are on money and statues and mountains and that sort of stuff thought the other founding father that might be next to him in that particular painting was a completely crazy and selling out the revolution. Mm-hmm. And he also made some points during World War II where we had such unity because wars and pandemics and things kind of force people into those situations. But that is that is used to justify terrible things like the Japanese internment camps and the, mm-hmm. the refusal to, to, to uh, allow uh, Jewish refugees to come in during during the war. That we had unity, but we did awful things with it. It is right. not this thing that is just in and of itself uh, virtuous. Yeah, that's an interesting point. It's like everything in our republic and in life, it's multi-layered. Do we need unity in terms of reverence for the Constitution? Yes. Do we need unity in terms of recognizing, look, we're all Americans, we're going to disagree, sometimes we're going to disagree vehemently, but we can't be hating each other. Yeah, I think we absolutely need that sort of unity. But uh, I, And his example was of the extremely timely one about white supremacy, no, we don't. We don't need unity on those questions because people are using that unity to perpetrate terrible, terrible things. Well, but the banking system is not white supremacy, but that's the way it's defined by a certain crowd. That's right. For instance, yeah, if it's an institution of a racist country, it's racist. Um, uh, and you uh, are a white supremacist if you believe in, say, rent. So is impeachment starting today, or what now? Is that on the schedule yet? Impeachment of what? <laughs> to, to boot Trump out of office. Uh, mm, I'm afraid you've missed the headline. <laughs> no, I I don't know that. And yeah. The fact that I don't know that amazes oh. me. I don't. I don't. Let me look. I don't know. Oh, is does there? it lead you to the fact that it's not being crowed about uh, by uh, the media and Democrats? Lead you to believe it is going to happen or not going to happen? I'm told it's absolutely 100 percent going to happen. Well, Schumer said it's going to happen. Three hours a day for three days, which makes a tomorrow. mockery of one of the most impactful, you know, practically disastrous parts of the Constitution. Um, I'm looking at all the headlines in the Wapo. I'm, I'm not seeing anything about about it. And uh, one last one last thing, since we mentioned the inauguration, have you seen the picture of Lisa Simpson? from a Simpsons episode that is 21 years old, in which uh, they go into the future, and Lisa Simpson becomes the first female president of the United States. I've seen that episode. Wearing exactly the same outfit that Kamala Harris was wearing yesterday. Er Er-McGurd. The purple pantsuit with the white pearls looked exactly the same. Wow. I saw another Simpsons prediction uh, being claimed that they made it regarding to the inauguration um, uh, involving Tom Hanks, where Tom Hanks uh, comes out and says, the government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. And <laughs> wow. that, was a, that was a Simpsons episode. That is really That's good. so good. So good. I'm always uncomfortable with those futuristic Simpsons episodes because Bart is always portrayed yeah. as a really down-and-out loser mooch. Yeah. Just your, you know, one cousin of yours who's pretty much a bum. We watched the episode yesterday where Mr. Burns hires professional baseball players so he can win the uh, the softball tournament. Yes. Like all the big stars of the 90s, Daryl Strawberry. (laughs) All these different, hilarious though, very, very funny. Yeah. Kids enjoyed it. Um, God, now, oh, look at the time. We got to take a break. What do you want to get to next? Mayor of the 10th biggest city in uh, the country is calling out his state for having a terrible business climate. 
I'm paraphrasing, but it's powerful, powerful stuff. Um, Plus, China fired a parting shot at the Trump administration with a bunch of sanctions on uh, administration officials. And this is uh, on the Internet. Women, woman sparks fierce debate after sharing shower habit she thinks is normal. Oh, boy. You. Oh. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And just because he's now gone, thank God, you don't say to a president, do whatever you want in the last months of your administration. You're going to get a get-out-of-jail card free because people think we should make nice-nice and forget that people died here on January 6th, that the uh, attempt to undermine our election, uh, to undermine our democracy, to dishonor our Constitution, no, I don't see that at all. I think that would be uh, harmful to unity. Was that, was that part of uh, Joe Biden's unity address there? Now that the President Trump is gone, thank God. <laughs> um, when Jen Psaki, the press secretary for Biden, was asking at a press conference yesterday about Biden's thoughts on the impeachment, she dodged. Biden is going to leave it to members of Congress to carry out their constitutional duty and determine the path forward and what the mechanisms are going to be, what the process will be, and what the timeline will be. Honestly, you know, that was a dodge, but it's a good answer. It's a great answer. It's Congress's bailiwick. Let them do it. But it ain't going to look like unity. No. No, not at all. And nobody knows what's going on or, or to what end. Mm-hmm. But I wish them well. Good luck with that whole impeachment thing again. Here's your headline from the San Francisco Chironicle. The mass exodus of big tech out of the Bay Area continues with a smaller but similarly moneyed presence making its way over to, where else? Austin, Texas. Digital Realty uh, is the latest tech firm to announce its headquarters relocation to the tech capital of Texas. The company, which markets itself, is a company that supports business with data center co-location and interconnection strategies. I couldn't work there. I don't even know what that is. Um, Employees around (laughs) 1,500 people. So it's not a giant company, but... Uh, the company's CEO, one William Stein, singled out Austin's central location, affordable cost of living, highly educated workforce, and supportive business climate as key reasons for the big move. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Your key business client, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, said, hey, welcome. Come on, do business. Meanwhile, Sam Licardo, who's the mayor of San Jose, California. Uh, San Jose is the 10th biggest city in the United States, 10th largest uh, metro area. He gave a speech the other day, and Sam's an interesting guy. We thought he went way, way soft on the assaults uh, on people who attended the Trump rally or were anywhere close to it back in 2015. Way soft on it. Made excuses. The, the, it was terrible. And, and, and we've hit him hard when he's been bad. But he's right about this. And I've got a buddy who works with him fairly closely, closely and said, no, he's a great guy. Well, he may be, but anyway. Um Oh, and I hear his his, uh, his wife's a friend of Armstrong and Getty. But uh, I will cool. pull no punches. <laughs> anyway, San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo said Tuesday he's still bullish on the future of urban centers, citing human nature and the nature of Silicon Valley's industries as reasons for his optimistic outlook. But he said he's, quote, seriously concerned 
about the future of California. Now, you won't know me, your old Uncle Joe. I believe in balance and policy, in life, etc. If if we had one party rule of Republicans for a long time, I think that would be terrible governance. And one party rule by Democrats with a supermajority in California, the best way to discredit progressive policies is to enact them. And California has in spades. Anyway, uh, old Sam in San Jose says he's seriously concerned about the future of California. And it's not because... Some of the state's largest employers, like uh, HB, uh, Hewlett-Packard, Oracle, recently disclosed they're moving to Texas. Rather, Licardo's concerns stems from California-based companies deciding they'll put their fastest-growing business units elsewhere because it is simply too expensive, too challenging, too much red tape to be growing here. It's critically important for us not to lose that momentum, and I'm going to be increasingly vocal about that. I think it's important for all of us to speak up about the fact that we are creating very daunting barriers for big employers here and from small and for small innovators. For startups, we've lost an awful lot of that. Well, you're right, Sam. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Longtime Californians will tell you this place is nothing like it used to be. Nothing. A uh, woman's showering habits getting attention. No, Stay no, tuned. No. And Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've seen this asked several places. Did anyone kneel for Lady Gaga's national anthem yesterday before? Biden was sworn in. Ah, Probably not. Probably not. Uh, It is National Squirrel Appreciation Day. Pardon me? Did you say squirrel? I can't. It's not the end of my term. What? Uh, Yes, it's National Squirrel Appreciation Day. It's a rat with a publicist. Yeah, that's that's, you stole my line. I think that's probably where I got it from. It's rats with pretty tails. They got a better publicist. They're destructive beasts. Disease harbingers. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll get to the how people shower thing in a second, but first something important, actually. Oh, um, uh, you know what? I I live on the West Coast, and you know, and and have for going on a quarter century. Judy and I took a vacation to the Carolinas. They had black squirrels. I about ran away in terror. <laughs> I had never, and we lived in Charlotte for a couple of years. Um, I'd never seen jet black squirrels. Oh. Like somebody grabbed the squirrel and spray painted it. I was terrified. Is that what has happened? I, I don't know. No, one of the locals said, no, we got black squirrels here. We probably should at some point run through, or I guess we did yesterday, the, the, the things that were rescinded with the stroke of a pen by Joe Biden yesterday. Oh, and, yeah. and so far, no press pushback at all. Whether you agree with them or not, it seems, and this kind of leads into what I'm about to talk about, um, it kind of seems to me that at the first press conference, if the president has already done things... Go ahead and ask him about some policy, which they didn't really yesterday. Uh, ask Jen Psaki about some policy. It was a Sorry, lot of, too busy fawning. When's the dog get here? And how are you decorating the office? And how's your wife liking the move? And all that sort of stuff. Do you think the president will offer amazing leadership or brilliant leadership? But not a, okay, so you, with the stroke of the pen, we're not building the wall anymore. How are you going to keep illegals out? What are you going to do about this caravan company coming? Or... Uh, the the reinstituting a whole bunch of OSHA regulations that Trump got rid of. Oh, we had the best economy we've ever had. Is there? Do you think this is going to have any effect on it? Right. Uh, none, none of those kind of things were discussed, and it's part of why we are here. According to Axios, where they've got an article about it, it wasn't their study. 
Um, media, trust in media has hit a new low. What do you suppose brought that on? <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery. Uh, for the first time ever, fewer than half of all Americans trust in traditional media. According to data from Edelman's annual trust barometer, which we've looked at every year for many, many years, um, it's now 56% of Americans agree with the statement that journalists and reporters are purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false or gross exaggerations. That's a pretty strong statement. That's yeah, I'd probably that, put it a little differently, but you're on my side. That's not even like a just, you know, shade it their direction. Mm-hmm. Purposely trying to mislead people by saying things they know are false or gross exaggerations. And 56% of Americans now believe that an all-time high. By the way, trust in social media has hit an all-time low also good at 27%. This is healthy. Almost 60% of Americans believe that most news organizations are more concerned with supporting an ideology or political position than with informing the public. There's where I live. Indeed. That's, that's perfect. They are so wrapped up in their ideology. Not only are they not good at reporting, but they've abandoned the effort. All they want to do is promote their ideology. Their tool is what used to be called journalism. Uh, when Edelman repolled Americans right after the election, the figures had deteriorated even further, with 57% of Democrats trusting the media, 18% of Republicans trusting the media. Well, 57% of Democrats do. Because when you're, wow. well, if you're going to use the term the media, and I assume that throws in your big TV channels and big newspapers, mm-hmm. those are all way left leaning, so it's not surprising to me that more of the people who like the news they're getting out of those trust them more. Right. Um, so, where does that go? I don't know. I guess it, it, where it goes is the, the continuing you have a homework assignment anytime you take in any news to try to figure out what you just heard or read is true. Uh, Sean and I were just having a discussion about cable news. I watch less cable news than I've ever watched in my adult life, and I ne- had never thought about it, but I think I take in more minutes of podcasts every day than I do cable news at this point because yeah. and and I didn't like consciously decide this it was I stopped watching cable news stuff because I wasn't learning anything I wasn't getting anything I wasn't I'm turning this on to yes. learn something and I wasn't learning anything I'm listening well, it's to more become, po- it's become something very different than what it was sure. which was constantly streaming news at you now it's just half wits yelling at each other or yelling at the other side half wits too generous yeah no kidding um I'm a kind man <laughs> Uh, and I take in more podcasts because I've, I've sought out podcasts with people where I feel like I'm going to learn something. I think they're doing their best to tell me what they think is actually true. Not yeah. enough eight panels, uh, eight different panel people on podcasts, though. I need I need eight people on the thing at one time. I need a Chiron giant below says breaking news with something that happened 10 hours ago. <laughs> right? And I need these people all talking at the same time over each other. But, I, podcasts can't give that to But them. they must agree with each other. <laughs> Yeah, you have 10 panelists to get different perspectives, but they all agree. Yes. So I will continue to dip into that world just because I enjoy criticizing it so much. But I think if nobody's watching it or decreasing. Don't watch the news. Son, that is a good decision. (laughs) Um, If such a vanishingly small number of people are actually dipping into it, uh, is there any point criticizing it? That's it's like I me am. getting that's... on the air and criticizing the local ballet. Who cares? That's kind of where I am, yeah. Yeah. Although, I... You call that a twirl? Uh, yeah, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> you know, you can't heckle them. 
they'll ask you politely to leave. Um, what what would happen if you heckled the ballet <laughs> and you're a big tough guy? Because I don't picture the ballet having like bouncers, big tattooed former biker gang guys who are just there because they look tough as hell. I, I picture like a bunch of 70 year old volunteer ushers or, you know, minimum wagers. So I just sit there and say, call that dancing? Prancing around on your toes like some sort of bird. You look like an idiot. I think, I think you're underestimating the core strength of the male uh, ballerinas, ballerinos. I don't know. <laughs> ballerinos. Um, but yeah, they, they would come out and they would very beautifully toss you out. Yeah, they are they are strong as bulls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They would lift me over their head and then spike me like a football, and I would whimper. And pray for death. Where were we before you started on heckling ballerinas? I don't remember. Or ballerinos. Oh. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, the the whether it's worth criticizing yeah, I don't a great so. deal of the left-wing media. But, I mean, if you talk about the WAPO, New York Times, NPR, I, I think they're has, enormously influential. I still think that has some traction. I don't think cable news shows do, and I think they're about to go off a cliff from where they have been. Mm-hmm. I think it's the cable news may die with Trump leaving. Yeah. He may have saved cable news for like another couple of cycles that they weren't going to last through. Yeah. And it just dies. But I, I just, I'm torn though because CNN is so terrible. I hon- it, it, honestly, I don't know if I've watched a minute of CNN in five years. The brother of the governor of New York holds court every night. Yeah, I only I, see clips like yeah. on social media mocking him or something. But. Yeah, but to me, I don't know. It, it's so terrible. It's like that guy in uh, Cleveland, was it, who uh, was keeping uh, women enslaved in his basement. It's just one guy. But I feel the need to speak out against it because it's so loathsome. Yeah, well, we got to talk about something. But in terms of just like being a human being, a citizen uh that knows what's going on james Lindsay is a mathematician and i don't know how he went about this he explained it i didn't quite understand it he's a he's a math professor he he put a bunch of effort into it and he believes mathematically that in 15 minutes you can get everything you need to know on the average day and he had the the sources that he goes to to do that and everything else is just you know restating it or spin right but the actual taking in the information of the day um this law passed or is being considered, this country did that, mm-hmm. this person died. Right. You can do it all in 15 minutes. And right. I'm not surprised by that, really. Well, then it becomes a question of discussion and analysis, and you got to figure out where you're getting good yeah. DNA and where you're getting crappy well, DNA. The vast majority, of it, I think you'd agree with this, the vast majority of it is crappy. It's it's almost, it's it's a negative. I mean, it's not yeah. just bad. I mean, that if I his, go eat a bad point. pizza... Then, you know, all right, that was a disappointment. But if I eat a pizza that, like, causes the loss of one of my limbs, it's poisoned. That's what cable news is, I think. Yeah, I forgot to mention his whole point. (laughs) His whole point in that was that the more you think that you're learning more by taking in more, and you're not, you're getting further from the truth. And um, that's why he put the 15 minute cap on it. Anything beyond the 15 minutes of. You know, the headlines of what is actually happening, you're starting to be spun at that point, probably, unless you're working really hard um, at getting your information from the right sources. You're probably going to come out of more information with less knowledge rather than more. Yes, whether you're confused or deluded or whatever. And social media is the same. Discussion boards are the same. I was just reading more analysis of how the whole QAnon thing is falling apart. Um, and, and the 
some of the leaders, some of the hardcore true believers are saying, all right, this is crap, I'm out. And then the response by some of those who can't let it go, it's it's just it's a study in human nature. It's really interesting. I'll bring a little more to you. I didn't follow it. I didn't follow Yeah, I, we're gonna talk about that coming up. I yeah. do want to talk about that because I took in some of the QAnon headlines yesterday. In theory, it's hard to know what's real and what's not. Right. Um yeah, half of it could be Russia. I, I have no idea, but some right. of the headlines I saw. And listen, just for the record, the delusional thinking, the uh the craziness, the oh, how do I describe it? The getting swept up. And, and having your ideology blind your intelligence. The left is 100% guilty of this in, in a way very, very similar to the right. We happen to be talking about the right, but no, we haven't forgotten about the jackass Marxist who tried to burn down Portland and Seattle again. The Antifa, the black bloc, uh, to some extent, the, the BLM crowd, and the rest of it. Last night, chanting, chanting F Joe Biden. They were smashing stuff up in Portland and Seattle. Yeah. And in the same way, Alex Jones and Donald Trump maybe thought, no, 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 we can I, we can uh, harness the energy of the crazy wing of our our thoughts, our uh, you know ideology, uh, and we could keep on under control. Sure, yeah, no problem. Um, they realized they couldn't, and the left's reckoning with that right now as they try to burn down cities, which I think is supposed to be bad, but only when the right does it. Where do you go to get your information? I'm actually interested. Text line 415-295-KFTC. It's certainly more of a chore than it used to be. Oh, yeah. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Show. He broke all that. We know that. I'm saying Q tells us stuff in all of its lies. Is what I'm saying. You keep, you keep interrupting me because you're lying. Because you're full of. That's why. Because every god thing, god thing out of your people's mouth doesn't come true. And it's always, oh, there's energy, and oh, now we're done with Trump. You said he was the Messiah. You said he was invincible. You said it was all over. They were all going to get Mo. Now, oh, he's part of a larger thing of Q. I will not suffer your Q people after this. I knew what you were day one, and I know what you are now, and I'm sick of it. Man, when I'm Alice... sick of all these witches and warlocks and pumpkin popsums and everything. <laughs> Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> Bye-bye, Q. I can't talk to you anymore. Jesus Lord, help me. Oh. When Alex Jones says, all right, that's enough of the QAnon thing, that's, uh, that's a moment, isn't it? So, yeah. So did, did some of the crowd that was playing footsie with QAnon, as they say, uh, decide, ah, okay, that, that went too far after that capital storming? And uh, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, and I, I had a tweet, and, and I misplaced it somehow when my computer restarted, because evidently somebody thought it had to restart anyway. Uh, but one of the leaders of one of your way-out-there discussion boards online, it kind of, you remember 4chan became 8chan, became uh, 8kun, K-U-N. But this guy, who's a leader of it and suspected of being Q himself, said, no, no, right, no, Q is a highly placed in, in, in Department of Defense source. It was a dude. It was just a regular guy? Well, anyway, this guy came out and said, look, there's a new administration. We need to come together as Americans, the Constitution, blah, blah, blah. This is over, okay? It's over. Goodbye. And this is one of the leaders of one of the discussion boards, okay? Um, And the... uh, 
Uh, a couple of the guys we like better than others at the WAPO are writing about this. QAnon believers grapple with doubt. Um, as Trump boarded Air Force One for his last presidential flight, many QAnon adherents, some of whom whose fellow believers had earlier this month stormed the Capitol in the siege, of course, began to wonder whether they'd been duped all along. Well, remember a big a big crowd of the 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 Q believers thought that all those National Guardsmen were there at the Capitol yesterday to arrest Joe Biden and Kamala Harris there on the stand. Right. And that that's what was going to happen. And when Biden was actually sworn in for a lot of the Q crowd, it was, okay, wait a second. Well, yeah, the idea was that Trump was not going to leave and there would be a climactic scene of violence and salvation. I wonder what per, like how many raw people, like the actual number of people, we're expecting that to happen yesterday. Do you have a sense of that? I don't. Like a thousand or I a really, million? Or? I really don't. Um, when one QAnon channel on the chat app Telegram posted a new theory that suggested Biden himself was part of the plan, mm-hmm. a number of followers shifted in open rebellion. This will never happen. Just STFU already. It's over. It's sadly over. What a fraud. Yeah, like, I, did, I did get on a thread somewhere where it included that. Okay, now we get it. So Biden is on the right side. He's on our side. He's part of the whole thing. He's working with Trump to bring down the pedophile ring. This is pedophile the, cannibals. Th- this is the playbook that they have run every time a date come and goes that huh. they make some prediction. Oh, no, no, no. The actual plan is, et cetera, et cetera. Did right? you say pedophile cannibals? Uh, it, it's just, well, let me, over. Over thousands of cryptic posts since 2017, Q, QAnon's unidentified online prophet, had promised that Trump was secretly spearheading a spiritual war against an elite cabal of child-eating Satanists who controlled Washington, Hollywood, and the world. If I was going to see what was the craziest thing I could make up to see if anybody would go along with it, I'm not sure I would go as far as they did. But while some, And they pulled it off. While some QAnon disciples gave way to doubt, others doubled down on blind beliefs or strained to see new coded messages in the Inauguration Day events. Some followers noted 17 flags, Q being the 17th letter of the alphabet. Flew on stage, 17 flags, come on now, this is getting insane, said one post. Devoted to the uh, forum, devoted to the Great Awakening, a quasi-biblical name for QAnon's utopian end times. I don't know how many signs have to be given to us before we trust the plan. One commenter said, uh, but on Wednesday's reality dawned QAnon promoters who had gained thousands of online supporters by promising decode Q's arcane post and profited off the audience by selling QAnon merchandise or online subscriptions along the way, scrambled to spin the truth of Trump's election <laughs> loss or shift the goal posts. Q ciphers were behind a paywall? Yeah, I know. It's amazing. <laughs> wow. Oh, you, can, you just pay me five bucks a month and I'll decipher this stuff for you. Uh, one QAnon channel on Telegram with 40,000 subscribers noted that the last sentence of Eric Trump's farewell tweet, the best is yet to come, was also a common slogan for QAnon inherents, failing to mention that the phrase is a commonly used cliche. Yeah, you're almost to the point of, hey, wait a second, he's wearing shoes, I wear shoes, this is getting eerie. I mean, we're practically there, aren't we? One QAnon channel on Telegram said it simply doesn't make sense that we all got played. It actually kind of did. Oh, here's uh, Ron Watkins, the longtime 8 Kun administrator, whose critics have suspected he may have written Q's posts or some of them. 
Um, he said, we need to keep our chins up and go back to our lives as best we are able to. We have a new president sworn in, and it is our responsibility as citizens to respect the Constitution, regardless of whether or not we agree with the specifics. As we enter into the next administration, please remember all the friends and happy memories we've made together over the past few years. That is a guy who created a monster, wrote it, profited from it, figuring it was harmless fun and money, then saw cops beat to death and five people die and thought, holy yes, I'm out. I'm backpedaling as fast as I possibly can. I think you're right. So we got this text. Joe brings us topics of interest, and Jack brings us, um. well, I'm not exactly sure what Jack's doing there. Um, probably stories like this. Uh, this woman who sparked a fierce debate about showering yesterday on the Internet. Mm. And she said, I shower uh, with my back to the shower. Is that the normal way to shower? And apparently there's a big crowd out there. I didn't know this because I shower with my back to the shower also. Who showers with their face toward the shower. I do all of the above. I turn like I'm a, like I'm a rotisserie hot dog. I, a free person living in America, am not uh, confined to a single uh, shower position. Amen, brother. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, a, it's, a, it's there are quite a few people that do I mostly sideways, mostly though. Really, mostly no. sideways. <laughs> no, okay. I was just being different. I did. I can't imagine standing facing it mostly with it right in your face. Well, in your chest or on your genitals. Move back a step. Gotta be a height thing, maybe too. <laughs> That's what's wrong with your genitals? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.